This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 13th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. What will blockchain technology mean for business in the coming years? Patrick Byrne, who just this week stepped down temporarily as CEO of Overstock.com for medical reasons, visited the Cato Institute for its conference on cryptocurrency held yesterday. If you go on Bitcoin message boards, you'll see a lot of uh, rumors, and I have seen rumors for a very long time about various large business enterprises, among them uh, Amazon and, and Walmart, sort of people opining about when are these companies going to begin accepting Bitcoin payments? And of course, uh, they really haven't. Uh, Overstock.com did. So what are some of the, the challenges posed by introducing this technology of, uh, at the time, at least a relatively volatile uh, currency uh, and, a, and a new payment platform for an online retailer? How challenging was that? No challenge whatsoever. It took us nine days and there's no risk because we, we, so we went to uh, Coinbase. We integrated with them. They provide merchant wallets. It took us nine days. Went live with it. We uh, once you've now then you take the Bitcoin. In our case, we take the Bitcoin and immediately turn back into dollars. Actually, ninety percent. I think we 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 bank ten percent or we keep ten percent. Uh, that ninety. Uh, it, the, the goal is to get liquidity. liquidity. Wall Street, they say, um, liquidity begets liquidity. In other words, the reason there was so much volatility in Bitcoin was because it has been so illiquid. If, if more people take it and more people start spending it, even if the people taking it are immediately transferring out and going to dollars, so you don't have any exposure to the value of Bitcoin, if just you're holding it a few seconds or something, you don't have any real exposure. Um, <laughs> that itself will create the liquidity and that will let it be stable. It'll, it'll stabilize some value eventually. Oh, well, actually, I shouldn't even say that. It will, it will, it will not be as, as volatile as it has been. But if more people used it as just their payment processing, eventually you, it would be healthier and you wouldn't have that volatility or you'd have less volatility. What has been Overstock's experience with uh, Bitcoin and what might stand in the way of other companies doing the same? Uh, our experience has been it's about uh, 15 or 20 bips, which is to say basis points, which is to say two-tenths of one percent of our sales maybe. I suppose what will drive other people to take it is when consumers want to use it. And if we start getting an edge, if if five percent of consumers want to use it, and we're sort of the big place they can shop, and we're getting all that business, Amazon's going to have to take it. So ultimately, it's going to be demand-driven. All right. And do you expect that to be coming in the next few years? If it does, what's going to drive it is financial instability in the, in the current meat space system, in the system where the, the Keynesian magic money tree system that we all live in. And as that Chernobyl's, which I think it has to, just because I don't believe in it fundamentally, it's um, uh, people. <coughs> well, right now in Venezuela, people are trying to get their money into Bitcoin. Happened in Cyprus and stuff. That's what actually spurs the adoption of Bitcoin. So as things get unstable here, you'll see, I think, more openness. Uh, the smarter people, it's kind of an IQ test. The smarter people, not that I have any opinion on the value of Bitcoin, but the idea that you want to have a Bitcoin account and you can start doing transactions through it 
is is free and it's kind of a no-brainer. You want to you want to have that. You want to have an exit strategy, and out of the current system, and the easiest way to do that, if you want to if you want to check out of the financial system that is, as it exists and move into a system that so you don't have your wealth and savings with a bunch of people you can't trust you want you want to have at least a bitcoin wallet when bitcoin first emerged uh, the news stories about it were uh, i won't say universally but very commonly just misunderstood used the wrong terminology didn't really understand what it was and this uh, the blockchain the ledger that helps people keep track of all of these uh, you know thousands of transactions that are occurring all the time uh, was undersold. And a, as we're learning at, at this event uh, on uh, cryptocurrencies here at the Cato Institute, it's become clear that the blockchain is sort of the thing. Correct. And, and so what does that mean to you and what, does that, what do you think that means for tech and for business? That's exactly correct. The, the main event of Bitcoin is not Bitcoin. It is the blockchain. You can apply the blockchain. That's the real innovation on this underlying ledger. You can apply it to money and you come up with a version of money. You come up with Bitcoin. You can apply it to land titling and you can come up with a blockchain land. You can apply it to Wall Street like we're doing with T0. But the main event is the blockchain. And the reason it's so historically important is that for 6,000 years, humans have faced this choice. Do you and I do peer-to-peer consensual exchange but we don't know if we can trust each other. So we have to have some centralized institution that we all trust. And then we do our peer-to-peer exchange and it just vouches uh, to each other. Or, uh, well, with the blockchain, we can now have a system where we we can do consensual peer-to-peer exchange. What that means is there are these legacy institutions that civilization has has accumulated for thousands of years, these legacy institutions that provide that centralized uh, trust mechanism that we don't need anymore. Some of those mechanisms are private and some of them are government. But we're going to, that's why I think this is a bigger innovation than the internet itself. Because, you know, the internet let information move around freely. But this lets value move around freely and a whole bunch of civilization of of our institutions are just centralized institutions whose fundamental business model is adding trust to that equation and we don't need them anymore. I spoke with Mr. Lubin of Ethereum Mm -hmm. and uh, it it seems that uh, his pitch on behalf of uh, Ethereum is applying blockchain technology to, in a sense, interpersonal business transactions. That is, the people who contribute to your business enterprise can do so in an environment where trust isn't all that important. Right. Right. Well, I'm sorry. What do you mean by that? That you can put out a bounty and this person can contribute to your platform, your software development or whatever, and uh, it's much easier to integrate and disintegrate people into the enterprises that you're running. Exactly, which allows for a great deal more voluntary cooperation, which is really what Cato stands for. Voluntary consent. consent. That's, yes. So there's, it's not a coincidence that people who are big in the blockchain movement are, I can't think of one I've met that's not a liberal, a classical liberal, a libertarian. I don't know any – yeah, the technologists, anybody I've met in the system 
are the real revolutionaries. Everybody's libertarian. They're all about enabling consensual exchange and disintermediating centralized institutions. So it's really it goes hand in glove with the whole Cato philosophy. With applications like Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, TaskRabbit, and things like that, they're these are individual companies that have been managed to sort of take a lot of the trust concerns that people might have about letting somebody stay in their house or uh, giving somebody a ride for money and ha has done that. But it seems to me that the blockchain technology could do that in a way that doesn't even require the intermediary of the business enterprise to begin with. Right. Isn't it funny to think of you could conceivably reduce Uber to smart contracts, blockchain-based smart contracts. I mean, maybe that's too big a step. Maybe that's 4.0. But yes, there's all kinds of business. Pro you can think of a lot of aspects of business as processes as that can be reduced to smart contracts. So you could actually um, whole departments within businesses might get might get turned into algorithms and, and uh, contracts on a blockchain. Patrick Byrne is the founder of Overstock.com. You can watch the full cryptocurrency conference at our website, cato.org.